Ladies and gentlemen, happy holidays and welcome back to this week's episode of the Periodical Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin, along with my good friend and co-host, Tavis, here. Hello. And today, we're going to explore a theory. And what theory is that? Well, when global oil demand eventually returns to pre-pandemic levels and ultimately continues to grow, will the world have enough crude to meet demand for the upward trajectory of energy consumption? Our discussion today is going to cover the content in this week's periodical that I released this past Wednesday, December the 23rd. So without further ado, Tavis, take it away. The year 2020 has certainly been a wild one in all aspects of both society and the global economy, but no industry was hit with a one-two punch quite like the global oil and gas industry. The dual black swan events of the global pandemic that decimated global petroleum demand and subsequent Saudi-Russia price war that sent oil prices into a tailspin have left the global petroleum industry in disarray. Luckily, historic actions taken by OPEC Plus to bring sufficient portions of global production off the table help stabilize markets in the short term, but the long-term effects may have the opposite results. The question becomes, when global oil demand eventually returns to pre-pandemic levels and ultimately continues to grow, will the world have enough crude to meet demand for the upward trajectory of energy consumption? In early December, Rystead Energy, a world-renowned independent energy research and business intelligence company that provides energy consultancy to both the private and public sectors, made the following proposition, quote, the world will not have enough oil to meet demand through 2050 unless exploration accelerates, end quote. Rare Petro has actually previously taken a similar stance in several of our past periodicals like post-COVID demand series part four, global oil demand, and also our opinion piece on fearing the second wave. The Rare Petro team believes that global oil demand will return in the near term and surpass its historic peak as the global consumption trend continues until an eventual peak around mid-century. Rystead Energy has taken this a step further to postulate that as the world continues to consume more energy, oil supply at current rates in the world will not be able to meet demand in 2050. In the official report, they predict that, quote, The world is on track to run out of sufficient oil supplies to meet its need through 2050, despite lower future demand due to the COVID-19 pandemic and the accelerated energy transition, unless exploration speeds up significantly and capital expenditure of at least $3 trillion is put towards the task, end quote. And I like that Rysad is taking this perspective, because of course we've been saying it too, but a lot of people are pessimistic, but you do forget the rest of the world. Once the rest of the world continues to develop, I think the threshold is what? $4,000 in yearly income, US equivalent. Then you start to consume more and more energy. I mean, yeah, sure. China emits some of the most in the world, but per capita, America, man, we live in the lap of luxury. We have abundant food. We have a lot of great comforting items, heated homes, and it's awesome, but it is more emissions per capita. And the rest of the world is likely only going to catch up with that. In a part of this report that I think is very important to notice is Reistead is saying that, yes, we are in this energy transition. We're not just saying that only fossil fuel consumption is going to grow. No, the total energy mix is going to grow. But with it, because of where we're at in our trend towards clean energy, that is also going to bring up that level of oil and gas demand as well. Prior to the pandemic, it was almost universally accepted that total global energy demand would continue to rise through 2040 or 2050, and by association, petroleum demand would also grow. While the pandemic has altered those projections, as most now project peak demand to be around 2030, the world still agrees global demand will surpass pre-pandemic levels in the near future to continue its upward trajectory for quite some time. Back in 2019, the U.S. Energy Information Administration, or the EIA, projected world energy consumption 
would grow by nearly 50% between 2018 and 2050. Most of this growth would come from countries not currently in the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development, OECD, and it is focused in regions where strong economic growth is driving demand, particularly in Asia. While these numbers have been slightly altered, the story remains unchanged. Energy demand will continue to grow, but natural gas will be the only fossil fuel that will continue to grow through 2050 by 0.5% year over year because of consumption in buildings and industry. The International Energy Agency, the IEA, projects a similar situation where total energy demand returns to its pre-crisis levels by early 2023, though trends and timing vary between countries. While renewables will mainly see an explosion in growth through 2030, analysts still project oil demand will recover from the 2020 slump by 2023 and grow through 2030. After 2030, oil plateaus before an eventual decline around mid-century. Even super-major oil companies like Shell, Total, even Exxon, predict that peak oil demand is still ahead of the world, while their competitor, BP, is one of the only ones to suggest peak oil is history. Despite decreasing production and fluctuating consumption through the years, crude oil and petroleum products remain the largest contributors to energy consumption. This is precisely what worries analysts about necessary oil and gas development into the future. I like that you mentioned BP as well, because their report, their yearly report on energy this year was pessimistic. Like everyone else is going, ooh, it's going to go up. But BP did a 180 and said, no longer. A little bit of a gut punch, I yeah. must say. The ongoing COVID-19 pandemic has hit many industries hard, but the global oil and gas industry has taken one of the biggest hits. This situation has forced many oil and gas companies to either slow down or stop operations, impacting production in both upstream and downstream operations. This is where Rystad projects the world will run into problems down the road. Since oil and gas will remain key pillars in the global energy mix for the foreseeable future, companies need to continue to explore, drill, and produce crude to meet the growing energy demand of the future. To meet this cumulative demand over the next 30 years, some analysts predict, quote, undeveloped and undiscovered resources totaling 313 billion barrels of oil need to be added to currently producing assets, end quote. Rystad Energy calculates that to match this requirement, Exploration programs will have to discover economic reserves totaling 139 billion new barrels of liquids by 2050. An impossible task if this decade's low exploration activity levels persist. Granted, the target is high because not all existing discovered volumes are profitable to develop. According to their analyst theory, the total undeveloped supply would amount to 248 billion barrels of oil between 2021 and 2050. The problem with reserves found in the past decade in their current development status, well, about 74 billion barrels, billion as in barrel, are highly unlikely to materialize and therefore need to be replaced by new discoveries. In order to achieve the volumes proposed, there are two main sources for global exploration potential, additional recovery of existing fields and new discoveries. This first source of additional production involves discoveries in their early ages that have not yet been fully developed. Further exploration activity will eventually lead to reservoir delineation and enhancement of resource estimates, while technological improvements and other secondary recovery techniques will also increase recovered volumes. Estimates show that these projects currently have the potential to produce about 378 billion barrels of liquids supply between 2021 and 2050. If future exploration efforts follow industry norms, secondary recovery and technological advancements should enhance recovery by about 5% or 18 billion barrels. These 18 billion account for about 13% of the projected 139 
billion barrels that must be added to the world's undeveloped supply, which leaves about 121 billion barrels to be produced through future exploration drilling in currently undiscovered areas. The second source of additional supply, that being new discoveries, holds the most potential, but also includes the greatest risk. By analyzing discovery rates from 2010 to 2020, Reistad expects global conventional volumes need to be around 4 billion barrels per year, with an average discovery size of around 40 million barrels. This means that explorers would need to announce at least 100 new conventional discoveries each year to meet demand. As seen in the past, not all volumes discovered during this period will be developed and produced. Therefore, the total discovered volumes will have to be much higher than the required cumulative liquid supply of 121 billion barrels. To get an idea of how much higher, historical production data can be evaluated. Historically speaking, about 617 billion barrels of liquids have been found since 1990, and about 25% of the discovered volumes have been produced through 2020. Therefore, explorers need to discover about 484 billion barrels of new resources through 2050 in order to bring on the required 121 billion barrels to production over the next 30 years. Unfortunately, global exploration successes dropped sharply from about 72% in 2010 to a mere 17% in 2020, as these easier hydrocarbons have already been discovered. As it becomes increasingly more difficult to find new resources in mature areas, analysts expect deep water offshore areas will continue to dominate future new discovered volumes. Luckily, companies like Apache and Exxon are proving the potential of offshore discoveries with their recent success in offshore developments of Suriname and Guyana. So I know that that was a lot of numbers that we just threw at you guys. So we're going to break it down for you in the easiest way we can because we're engineers. It's going to be an equation here. So here's what we got. We've got parentheses 248 minus 74 and parentheses plus 139 equals 313. So now what are all those numbers? Well, the 313 is what we need to add to currently producing assets in order to meet demand by 2050. Easy enough. That 248 number, that is actually resources that have already been discovered, but they haven't been developed quite yet. And why we take off 74 billion from that is there's a chance that about 74 billion barrels will never fully materialize from this, whether cost be too expensive, uh, the reservoir wasn't quite as big as it was. That's where that 248 minus 74 comes in. Now, this last 139 is the chunk that we just talked about in those two stages, and that is 139 billion barrels that are worthy to develop. How are we going to get that? Well, two ways. The first way is that additional technology and uh, basically EOR techniques from developed resources. Now, since this is only going to increase production about 5%, that's only going to be about 18 billion barrels. So that other 121 billion barrels needs to come from brand new discoveries. We're talking about places that no one's ever tried to explore before, no one's ever tried to produce. So that number is strikingly large. I mean, that's 100 new discoveries every single year. That's huge. It's absolutely daunting. But the good part about that is, well, once we get to the point where energy is in that much demand, where these developing nations need to grow, other people are back, there's no more coronavirus trade as usual, well, then hopefully the cost of energy increases and then people like you and me get jobs. And then you start to develop new technologies and ways to get to these reserves that hopefully open up new opportunities because it can look bleak, but really all I see here is opportunity. Absolutely. And I mean, in just recently, we're seeing both Apache and Exxon, they're having huge success in these offshore areas when even in times where people would expect, all right, you know, abandon exploration activities and just focus on your core assets, we're actually seeing them do the opposite. And so yeah. 
that's really giving giving me hope at least that all right there is the potential to go out there and really discover these 121 billion barrels needed by 2050 man i hope so otherwise apache put all its eggs in the wrong basket and will make other people a little bit scared to follow in their footsteps so how does this proposition for future oil and gas production fit into the energy transition Interestingly enough, the Rystad case assumes we will continue down our current path in the energy transition. Quote, unless we see a momentous transition in the global energy mix sooner than currently expected, or a much faster development pace than the current norm, end quote, they expect oil and gas development to rise through 2050. To the naked eye, this assumption might seem foolish as we have seen the explosion in projections for clean carbon-free energy to take off in the coming years. But... Reistad recognized an opportunity during the global pandemic. The stark drop in energy demand due to the coronavirus pandemic will remove some 2.5 years worth of energy sector emissions between now and 2050, according to Bloomberg NEF's latest New Energy Outlook 2020. So this actually opens the door for further oil and gas development as current policies allow for continued emissions reductions without having to dramatically alter or halt operations. Since the crisis generated by COVID-19 will reduce emissions emitted by the energy sector with about a two and a half year equivalent volume, emissions now only need to be reduced by 6% every year to remain below a rise in global temperature of 2 degrees Celsius. While a 6% reduction seems like an intense feat, new emissions regulations on the national and state level within the United States alone make these targets well within reach for the oil and gas sector. As other countries continue to adopt stricter emissions requirements, it allows for oil and gas companies to continue to operate and provide the necessary energy the global economy needs. Thank God at least one good thing came out of this pandemic. <laughs> no kidding. And and that's kind of the, the beauty of it is now that two and a half years worth of emissions have been brought off the table, a 6% reductions in emissions every year is a very attainable goal, especially from the new air quality regulations we've seen in the United States. I mean, we just did a periodical on this a couple weeks ago. Look at Texas, Colorado, New Mexico. And these are just at the state level. On the national level, too, and I'm sure as we go into 2021, those will be even more strict, it's going to allow for further development of the oil and gas sector. It's, it's really kind of like you said, a nice little silver lining. The ongoing COVID-19 pandemic has hit industries hard, but perhaps the one industry which has taken the biggest hit is the global oil and gas industry. The situation has forced many oil and gas companies to either stop or slow down operations, which has impacted production both in upstream and downstream. Despite decreasing production and fluctuating consumption through the years, crude oil and petroleum products remain the largest contributors to energy consumption and will continue to be a vital part of the energy mix into the future. As a result, the scope of exploration will have to expand significantly. Quote, unless we see a momentous transition in the energy mix sooner than currently expected or a much faster development pace than the current norm, upstream players may have to more than double their conventional exploration efforts in order to meet global oil demand through 2050. End quote. While these statements seem bold, Reistead has backed them up with the data. As they project, the world will need 313 billion barrels of undeveloped and undiscovered resources between 2021 and 2050. Only 248 billion will come from undeveloped but proved resources, as an estimated 74 billion are highly unlikely to materialize, which leaves an additional 121 billion barrels of oil that must be produced by 2050 that will come from new exploration. The problem is, at current commodity prices, doubling their exploration efforts is impossible. Exploration companies around the world have slashed their budgets due to limited capital, and a large chunk of what has been sidelined are exploratory plans. While near-term pain will certainly still exist, 
Oil and gas will continue to be a vital pillar in the energy mix, and fossil fuels will reign again. Those that make it through these trying times will be well positioned to be the companies that usher in a new age of necessary exploration. And that is the end of this episode and probably the last podcast you see from us from the year 2020. It's a couple days before Christmas as we record this, but I think this will be one of the last things that we create before the end of the year, and it has been a wild one. Yeah, and thanks so much for joining us on this wild 2020, and uh, really hope that you enjoyed the content. And as Tavis always says, leave us some comments, reach out to us, let us know what you want to hear about. Um, We're always just trying to do this for you guys, so reach out to us. Let us know how we're doing, and we'll see you next year. 